0: podcast city network listener discretion is advised you're listening to the everett lee show a shot of entertainment to the head sit back relax and enjoy the entertainment
1: What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Everett Lee Show podcast. Welcome to the 150th episode of the Everett Lee Show. (laughs) I'm excited. I am so excited tonight for this monumental podcast. And a lot of it is not possible without you. I want to thank everyone that has supported the Everett Lee Show over the last 150 episodes. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and sincerely. Without your support and your dedication and to everything that you do to help Everett Lee, I would have not made it this far. So I am so grateful and happy for everyone that supports The Everett Lee Show and Podcast City Network. And tonight, for the 150th episode, I needed some star power, baby. That's right. All the way from Kentucky, all the way, baby, I'm talking about right now, he is on the line, the true master of wrestling ring music, none other than Hurricane J.J. McGuire. How you doing, J.J.?
0: Doing great, Everett. Thanks a lot for having me on the big, big show. I sure do appreciate it. But it's really cold up here. I wish I was down there where it's warm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. It's not much better down here in Daytona. Uh, I'll tell you the truth because it's just that it, it's starting to drop right now. The temperatures are in the seventies right now. Probably about in the sixties when it gets when uh-huh. it gets night. And the days are much shorter down here. Believe it or not, by five thirty six. Streetlight's lights already coming on, man. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. It is. It's it's just crazy because you figure that with uh, daylight savings time, that just that you know makes the day shorter. You know, I that's what I love about summer because the days are longer because of we have that extra hour and stuff. By eight o'clock, it's usually eight eight thirty. It's dark, but now five thirty six it's already dark i'm leaving work at my job and it's like wow it's like i felt like i've just got to work because it feels like the same thing it's dark when i go to work and it's dark when i come home
0: (laughs) well it's kind of like a dark match then
1: yeah yeah Yeah, that's right (laughs) it is kind of like a dark match man that's exactly exactly right you took the words right out of my mouth, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The last time, last time I seen you, you were down here in January for the Podcast City Network's one-year anniversary show, which was amazing, man. Uh, we had a lot of fun. You you get to hang out and uh, you got to see a side a lot of people don't get to see of Everett Lee, and you get to spend some time with Everett Lee and his family, my wife, my kid, and uh, my, my dog. And, uh, it was, it was a great time, man. It was, I really did enjoy your company during the week when you were down here.
0: Well, thanks a lot. I tell you, I had a great time and I always uh, liked the family life and, uh, you know, in the past, like when Jimmy Hart and I would work on a lot of the music for all the organizations, uh, you know, it was the home type thing too. And he had kids and dogs that barked and just like you, Just like you, Everett, and uh, I I do enjoy all that, and I hadn't uh, experienced uh, the family-type life thing in a while because my kids are about half-grown, and you know you kind of forget about how fun all that was, and there's a lot of hard work to uh, that, too, but uh, you sure have a beautiful family, and your mom's a great person, and I enjoyed talking with her. We had great conversations while you were at work, but don't worry. She didn't tell me any uh, big secrets about you that isn't already known. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad she i'm glad she didn't uh spill too much man I, I am glad glad she didn't spill too much and the one year the one year show we had it at uh, city limits tap room in Deland, florida a lot of the podcast c network shows came out we had the super radio brothers out there the uh a couple other shows i'm forgetting off the top of my head right now um yeah, we had the Super Radio Brothers out there. We had Chris Carnage with the Chris Carnage show. Uh, you you came out. You set up a t- uh, table. You sold merchandise and stuff that you had with you. And then we had a live band play. We had the Craig Thompson Thompson Project play a good reggae band. And you even performed, man. You even performed in between their sets, which was awesome, man. Um, Keith. Uh, or tyler tyler uh from seven kingdoms the bass player for seven kingdoms ran sound for you and he was amazed by it man he couldn't get over you know your performance there
0: on the stage man well i appreciate it uh he, he's a he's a tip-top talent like yourself i mean he plays multiple instruments and sound guy and uh what a great person i mean i just uh, the podcast city network people were great and tyler was great and uh Uh, Craig Thompson band was fabulous And uh, the whole thing was just a really Outstanding event And I had a great time on that And looking forward to doing it again
1: Oh yeah, Yeah, me and Chris have been talking about Doing what we're going to do For the uh, two year anniversary show We've been bouncing ideas off of each other Trying to figure out what we're going to do and stuff We're looking at Big things, maybe a Band that's well known Around the area there And uh, Delan might you know decide to you know come out and uh, do a performance and what shows are going to be coming out because there's so many possibilities right now on what we could do for a two year show but when 2020 starts rolling around more we'll get the information out there and uh, heck yourself could show up for the two year anniversary show you never know man you never know
0: with with bells on my toes (laughs) (laughs)
1: bells on your toes (laughs) that's right
0: always
1: (laughs) (laughs) and one other thing about that one of your show you even got up there and you got the jam with the craig thompson project man you got to play i shot the sheriff and you jumped on the drums there tyler he couldn't believe it he looked and he said who's that on the drums and we looked and it was like, Oh shit. That's JJ, man. Look, he's on the, playing the drums. He killed it, dude.
0: That, well, I took off my, uh, typical, uh, gimmick outfit, you know, that I'll dress up and wear when I do the, uh, one man show that I did, uh, on what you're talking about there for the thing I did. I do a 42 minute, uh, up show where I do, uh, a couple of wrestling themes, but I do a lot of other stuff, uh, that I'd written and been released in the mainstream and whatever. And, uh, Anyway, so I, I jumped out of there and went back and changed into some low-profile clothes and put on a beat-up cap and, and, and kind of crawled back up there around the back way and uh, got in on the drums while nobody was looking, and everybody was kind of trying to figure out, who is that? <laughs> it was me <laughs>
1: it was jj up there man he was there. Yeah, I had a great time yeah. <laughs> i know they tried to get you to stay up there because they they loved you man they loved having you up there and they tried to get you to do two other yeah. two other songs
0: yeah and i know that I, I told him i said well you know i i think i've done enough i don't want to uh uh take your your drummer's job because he's a great drummer too uh, their drummer by the way is a fabulous uh He's kind of a uh, jazz, uh, uh, fusion, uh, reggae-ish rock uh, blend type of drummer, but uh, he's a great drummer himself, and uh, I sure did appreciate him letting me sit in and play, and it was really fun. I mean, that event you all threw was really exciting. It was was a great thing.
1: I appreciate it, man. It it was. It was really exciting, and uh, we... Me and Chris, we drank and ate so much cake. And then the funny thing about that is that the cake, okay, uh, Jim Jim Knight, who owns uh, the City Limits Tap Room, he loaned us a knife to cut the cake. So the next day when we got back here, we're looking, and uh, I freaking. Uh, <laughs> Noticed this knife. I got in, the, in
0: on that, too. I, I, yeah. I think I got a few bikes at night, too, while y'all weren't looking.
1: <laughs> we all did, man. I mean, it was a huge cake. Yeah, we did. It, it was huge, man. I mean, we, we had icing run out of our eyes by the end of the week with that cake.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it was dynamite. Sure.
1: It was. It was, all thank, thanks to my wife there. But I noticed that knife cuz my wife said that I said where did we get that knife and I said I don't know where we got it at and she said that's not one of ours and then we realized oops we got Jim's night knife but I ended up returning the knife to him about a few months later <laughs> he forgot all about no, it no that's okay <laughs> he said uh-huh. he said I forgot all about this man he's like you didn't yeah. have he's like I was wondering where this knife went I said well I've had it for months I said here you go I said I even put it in dishwasher for you man I cleaned it before I gave it back to you, yeah, that's nice, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, but um, it was, that was a great time. Uh, looking forward to year two to see what that brings for the uh, for year two. But one thing, one thing you're talking about making appearances here last month. You made a appearance at the Heroes and Legends convention up in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Is that correct?
0: Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yes, sir. How was that? It was a a great event. Uh, uh, Half the people there, I wrote the music for. You know, uh, Demolition and Brutus and Honky Tonk Man and everybody up there. It was just a great, great get together all the way around.
1: Yeah, that you met some. You met some people that you haven't seen in a while, and you got to uh, reconnect with people that. That you haven't spoke to since uh, the WWF, WWE, WCW days, right?
0: Yeah, a few of those that uh, were. A few of them I've seen along the way, and we've conversed and done things. But uh, there's still quite a few that you know that I hadn't seen in quite a while. You know, and uh, Greg Valentine, I hadn't talked to him probably in ten years, and uh, it was exciting. I got you know took some pictures with him and everything, and it was just a lot of fun. It was a really great event.
1: That's, that is awesome. And also you got to, you were, where you were sitting at, you had JJ Dillon and you had Tully Blancher of the four horsemen sitting right across from you.
0: That's right. Now, uh, T- uh Tully was sitting straight across from us. We were eye to eye and, uh, uh JJ and I went over and um, took a little quick break. I had to stay at my table because people kept lining up, you know, to talk and uh, buy some merchandise and whatever, and uh, so i went over there and i told tully i said tully i just wanted to tell you that tessa is to me is the the best uh woman wrestler in the business at this time and she is super impressive and really ultimately talented and he said well she's got the dna and i said that's for sure i mean what else could you say that said it all but tully was so polite and nice and he and jj they uh, they never stopped signing. I mean, people just are continually, uh, you know, hitting their table. And then sitting right to my left, it, with elbow to elbow, was Earl Hebner and Tommy Rich. And so we had a lot of big laughs over there. And then I did a few magic tricks for them, and I stood them on their ears. And uh, we just had a great time, and uh, the turnout was great. And, uh, uh, you know, what can I say, it was uh, exciting for me to be up there amongst uh, Uh, so many icons, you know, that I wrote uh, interesting things for, and it was really flattering for me to be a part of all that with them. Uh, They're they're the greatest of all time. You know, I'm just a little guy that puts some icing on their cakes, so to speak. We're talking about cake there a while ago, but uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, it was really uh, a great thing for me and uh, I really appreciated it and the fans were stellar and uh, uh, it it blew me away that I had quite a few people came up to me and said, uh, uh, Mr. McGuire, uh, you're the reason that we came to the show. And I said, why I said, you're kidding me. I mean, you've got people out here, the greatest of all times, intercontinental champion, greatest of all time and so on and so forth. You got uh, all these guys out here and you got Sting out here and you came to see me, they said, yes, we did. Because, uh, this one fellow, he owns a recording studio up there. And he and his wife came and he said, we saw that you were coming and we came expressively to see you. I said, I, I don't, I don't have the words to answer that except thank you. And I'm so appreciative that after all this time that, uh, people really still care about it and are interested in it and ask a lot of nice questions about, you know, how to put the music together and why and, uh, Of course, everybody likes to ask, what's your favorite theme? And that's tough to answer because I I love them all. But I have a few that are maybe I like a little more than the others. But um, I was just glad to do a job, you know, for a company that was at that time the greatest uh, and still probably is the greatest wrestling entertainment company in the world. And I was just fortunate enough to, you know, have a little something to do with that. You know, I really appreciate it and thank all the people for caring and, and telling me so, I, I was uh, completely still blown away and pinching myself that uh, people are that interested after all these years and everything.
1: Right, right, yeah. The, I, I'm amazed too by how many people people coming up and uh, remembering what you did and what you could contribute to the to the the sport of professional wrestling because you made the characters come to life with their entrance music. You did so many for so many great. Big over the top talents because that right there, the 80s with wrestling into the early 90s, that that right there is my favorite time with the themes because when you hear that theme, you know who that wrestler is, and just writing all those themes, collaborating with Jimmy Hart is just amazing. And just being at a convention like there at the Heroes and Legends at Fort Wayne, Indiana, just meeting people like like you said, driving just there to see you out of everybody, and a lot of people, a lot of people go to those conventions, and I, I, I would suggest, and uh, you probably would suggest too, people should go out and when they get a chance to go to them, go to them because you'll never know who you run into, right?
0: That's right, and. Plus all that you'll find that the greatest of all time are also the nicest of all time. Now there may be a few troublemakers in there and and so forth, but majority of all the the goats, the greatest of all time guys are so polite and friendly and glad to take time, you know, with the fans and the people to talk. And uh, that's, that's what impresses me too. And I always go back to this little story. When I worked at Glen Glen sound, uh, the famous Hollywood Sound Company uh, does all sound for all the major movies and TV shows from the uh, early 60s up to date. And uh, I just think about meeting Bob Hope and working with him. And this is all in my book, by the way, too, and this among many other stories. And, uh, you know, I guess Bob Hope's probably one of the greatest comedians that's ever lived. I don't think too many people would argue that. Right. But he was so polite and nice and just a normal type person. Uh, no big star uh, ego-type thing at all or whatever. And I learned real fast by working with uh, people like that at Glen Glen, especially and in Hollywood, that the greatest are really the nicest.
1: Mm-hmm. They are. They definitely yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Speaking of your book, you you put a book out last last month there, My Life in Heaventown. You collaborated with uh, John Costner on it. When did you decide that you wanted to get your book out, get this, get a story out, and a lot of stories, just like you mentioned there with uh, Bob Hope there? When did you decide you want to get this all together and get it out there?
0: Well, I'd occasionally be sitting around with some friends, and they'd say, Tell us about some of those uh, A-listers you worked with in Hollywood, J.J. And i go, You really want to hear it? And, you know, I mean, I never ran down into people's houses and go, Hey, listen to this story. Uh, that's the best way you can, uh, run friends off real fast or anything. But if people would ask, then I would tell them. And so I, they, somebody in there uh, eventually when I was telling some of these stories at a party or something, they say, you know, you ought to write a book. And I thought, well, I, that's for famous people. You know, I'm just a, a musician that does some music or whatever. I, I'm not Bob Hope or Hulk Hogan or whoever. Whatever, And they said, yeah, but you've got some great stories with a lot of those people, and you ought to tell it. And I thought, well, okay. And I just kind of ignored it. But then fast forward years later, uh, my son came home from school and when he was uh, uh, 14 years old, and he said, Dad, would you text these people and tell them that you are uh, the wrestling music guy? And I went, who wants to know? He said, M- friends of mine in school. And I went, what? 14-year-old kids want to know who I am? that's crazy. I, I can't even believe that hardly. And so he handed me his phone and he had about 18 people on there that, uh, wanted proof or whatever. So I texted him and said, it's true. I am the guy, I am the wrestling music guy. And I got to thinking, you know, if kids that young or have any interest at all in something like this, that happened so long ago before they were even born or anything. I thought, well, maybe, maybe I ought to tell some of these stories and do something. And, I guess the best way to do it would be to have a book. And so that's what uh, really propelled me to uh, get together with John Cosper and uh, get this book out. And then also Jim Phillips, uh, a great writer also who writes for a wrestling blog called The Gorilla Position. Uh, he wrote um, an introduction on the, for the book for me and, then, of course, my uh, good friend, best friend, and partner music partner and Jimmy Hart uh, wrote the uh, intro, you know, the forward to the book, right? And uh, and I was uh, appreciated that too. And uh, but anyway, that's what uh, got me to um, you know to to do a book. And uh, I didn't. It's not a tell-all book about dirt and crime. Uh, it's not a TMZ uh, thing. Uh, uh, I told uh, all my experiences with A-listers and whoever uh, were all positive. So. I didn't really have any dirt stories to tell or anything. Everything I had was uh, happy-go-lucky, I guess, but that's just was my experience, and uh, so that's what the book is. It um, talks about, it's not just a wrestling book. It's not just a book about Hollywood icons, but it's uh, the blending of the two, and uh, my experiences with a lot of Hollywood's greatest A-listers and also uh, sports entertainment and wrestling's greatest A-listers, too.
1: Nice. You meant a, you meant a lot of... You met a lot of people, which is mentioned in the book here. I mean, you've, you met, you've rubbed shoulders with uh, Jackie Gleason, uh, Rick Rick Springsteen, Tom Petty, Vince Neal, Gene Simmons, Christy Alley, Henry Winkler, Robert Conrad, just Telly Savani, Carol Alt, Patrick McNee, and uh, John Landis. I mean just you met so many people being out there i find fascinated about uh henry Winkler because our happy days i loved watching reruns of that on like tv land and stuff and uh if you if you don't mind me asking uh can can you tell me just a little bit about talking with the uh, or your experience with henry Winkler?
0: sure i'll be glad to uh and all these experiences in my book, it, these weren't just uh, casual fan meetings where a fan runs up and goes, hi, can I have an autograph? Great to see you. Blah, blah, blah goodbye. No, uh, these stories, I had, um, uh, you know, close associations with all those names that you dropped there. And, uh, it's a lot more than just a fan meet sort of thing. Like uh, people might be thinking, uh, right. So, uh, to answer your question, uh, henry crank came in he was doing uh overseeing all the uh overdubbing and the dialogue and the narration for a show called sightings it was a paranormal show that was on uh back in the early 80s mm-hmm. and it was highly rated uh some people i'm sure remember that show and uh, so they did all the sound work uh, at glen glen and i was in charge of uh, working directly with the celebrities and you know, ask them if they uh, want their telephone calls held or they want certain calls to come through, who and what. Uh, Do you want any kind of particular food on the sound stage? Uh, You know, I was their liaison to uh, comfort for their work while they're working there at Glen Glen. I was uh, in charge of uh, public relations uh, at night like that. And then I also oversaw uh, the guy who ran the uh, security team for Glen as well. So okay. I was in charge of the whole show. I was in charge of everything I had to, uh, they would call me from Paramount or Columbia and be bringing the major motion pictures over it, you know, at midnight, uh, to have the sound work done on it and whatever. And I oversaw all that and make sure everything went to the right department. And so I was kind of a jack of all trades, but the beauty of it. Was I got to work directly, uh, extensively with these celebrities that you mentioned? And Henry Winkler came in, and he had a big bag of uh, health uh, nuts and health food, you know, stuff and grapes and whatever. And he brought. He said, "I take that with me everywhere I go." He said, "I'm kind of a health nut." I said, "Sounds good." So, but anyway, uh, he was working on the show, and he took a break, and he came out there, and and uh, he said, uh, uh, "What was your name again, uh, sir?" And you know, and he treated me like I was a celebrity. Uh And I said, uh, I'm John McGuire, and uh, I said, uh, anything that you need, uh, Mr. Winkler, uh, you know. He said, just call me Henry, and I said, sure thing. So uh, he said, would you step outside a little for a minute? I'm going to check on my car. I said, sure. I said, "Uh, our security team, don't worry. uh, They're keeping an eye on it. Nobody will touch it. No worries out there. And so we went out there, and he had a brand-new Porsche. I forget the model number, but it was uh, one of the super expensive ones of course. Uh And, uh, and so right beside his car was a, uh, Corvette Indy pace car. And so he asked me, he said, you know, I looked at that pace car when I bought my Porsche, but I thought I would go foreign and give the foreign thing a whirl. And so I got the Porsche instead, but I, but I had to really decide if I wanted to buy a Corvette, uh, 78 Indy pace car like that or this, but I bought this. I said, he said, who owns that car? I said, uh, Henry, that's my car. He went, Oh yeah. And I said, yes, sir. I said, uh, that's my car. I said, uh, I was in an accident. A guy ran over me in front of the Hollywood bowl. So, uh, when the payoff came, uh, he about killed me. I was in the hospital for two weeks and had extensive, mm-hmm. uh, life threatening injuries and, but anyway, I took a portion of the, uh, insurance and bought, uh, this Indy pace car. And he said fabulous he said it's a beautiful car and uh, he said uh, we've got some nice cars sitting out here don't we and i went yes sir we sure do i get this was like 1980 you know yeah. we were talking there right and uh, but he was he's a car guy and he's just uh, of course he's a road scholar also and just a, another example of uh, how polite some of the greatest icons are and we had a great conversation about a lot of different things and he just uh, is a great person and a great guy, and and he's nice uh, to everybody. So that was my Henry Winkler experience.
1: Nice, nice. I like that. That that that's awesome. And uh, meeting someone like that right there.
2: The following support and sponsor: Podcast City Network. City Limits Taproom, sports bar in Deland, Florida, has brew on tap, serve food. The grilled cheese is excellent. For upcoming events check out City Limits Taproom on Facebook.com slash City Limits Taproom, Morph T, a comfortable and lightweight 100% polyester t-shirt with illustrated Morph characters that, when worn, will make the illustrations seem to come to life. For more of Tony Rodriguez's work, you can see his full line of apparel at teespring.com. Sports Sanity Customs had worked with organizations from custom embroidering polo shirts to jerseys for the kids baseball team, they do it all. Armed with state-of-the-art equipment and an in-house design team, they are equipped to take on your next project. Visit their website to learn more: sportsanitycustoms.com. Visit Sportsanity Customs on facebookcom Customs. Recount Design offers a wide range of graphic design products, video, photography, and other forms of media. Everything from T-shirt designs to websites visit facebook.com slash three count design for more demo blast studios an explosion of imagination original artwork podcasts video apparel and more visit demo studios.com visit demo blast studios on facebook.com slash demo studios the best family entertainment pro wrestling show in the state of kentucky kentucky's own wrestling brings quality family of vintage wrestling to a town near you Kentucky's Own Wrestling offers a ladies' division in wrestling and a training school. Kentucky's Own Wrestling is the current longest-running Southern promotion. Visit Facebook.com slash Somerset Kentucky's Own Wrestling. All supporters and sponsors are brought to you by Podcast City Network.
1: Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds.
2: For more of The Everett Lee Show on social media, follow and like The Everett Lee Show on Facebook. The Everett Lee Show. Twitter, at the Everett underscore Lee, Instagram, Everett Lee Show. Audio versions of this podcast and previously released podcast can be found on everettleeshow.podbean.com. Stitcher Radio, The Everett Lee Show, give a rating and comment. Apple Podcast, The Everett Lee Show, give a rating and comment. YouTube, The Everett Lee Show, subscribe to the channel. The Everett Lee Show, your shot of, entertainment, to the head.
0: You're listening to the Everett Lee show.
1: Tom Petty, Vince Neil and Gene Simmons. I'm, I'm interested uh, in Gene Simmons, man, because I mean, he's, it's kiss. I mean, he's iconic there. And, uh, what what experience did you have with Gene Simmons?
0: Well, uh, Gene was in a, had just made a movie called Runaway about uh, Tom Selleck was in it and Kirstie Alley and all that's you know I met worked with all those people met them there. Uh, they what they did is Glenn Glenn had a premiere uh, theater room that uh, the, that they would have debuts of the films just for the producers, directors, and actors and their family, mm-hmm. and so they could come and see the movie. You know, in that type of environment without a lot of fans uh, jumping around on them and wanting autographs and stuff. That all came later on the public debut. But anyway, uh, so we debuted a lot of uh, great movies there uh, privately, you know, for the people like I just uh, described. And so uh, Gene was in that movie. He played the bad guy in that and did a fabulous job for those that haven't seen the movie. uh, stream And take a look. It's a great movie. And, uh, he went in there and of course I greeted every person at the door to the theater room and, uh, asked them if they need any special attentions or whatever, like part of my job. And so then, uh, he comes up and, uh, he says, Hey man, how are you? He says, you look familiar. I said, well, Gene, I used to be in a million multi-million seller group called the Gentry. She said, I know, I, I knew I'd seen you somewhere. You're so familiar looking. And I says, well, you may have seen me in a gentry's picture or something, but, uh, you know, I moved to Hollywood and this is, I work this job, but then I also do studio work and I have a band and so on. I'm just doing a little bit of everything. You know, I was in my twenties uh, then, latter twenties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so anyway, he went in and the film started and whatever. And uh, next thing I know I'm standing in the hall, he comes busting out of there. He going, he said, I said, anything wrong, Gene? And he went. He said, brother, he said, I can't stand to watch myself act. He said, I I just, I think I'm terrible. I said, oh, no. I said, I sat down here and watched them work on the dailies and stuff before this event. And you're a fabulous bad guy. And it's no wonder. And he said, well, I appreciate you saying that, but I can't stand to watch myself. He said, would you walk out here and sit in the limo and talk to me for a minute? I said, well, sure. I'd be glad to. So I went out and. Sat in the back of the limo with him and he talked about kiss and he talked about music and he talked about movies. And I mean, Gene is just a, a, a genius, number one, uh, of a kind.
2: Uh-huh. And
0: again, again, one of the greatest icons of whatever, one of the most nicest people in reality that you'll ever meet.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I was listening, listening to kiss the other morning on my way to work there. I was listening to, uh, love love gun and then uh uh-huh. on the way coming home i was listening to um call, calling dr love which i never really uh-huh. heard there's a lot there's still a lot of kiss songs i have not heard and it was one that uh-huh. i didn't hear and i loved it i was just sitting there walking around the house there for a couple days just singing call me dr love just uh-huh. <laughs> catchy catchy just like just like the gentries i Loaded up the gentries one day. I was sitting here with... I had my daughter with me. She was sitting here on the computer with me. And I was sitting there going through YouTube. And I pulled up the gentries. I had pulled up Keep On Dancing. She loved it. She loved it. She just loved that. She started bouncing up and down and jumping up and down. My daughter, just two years old, just just loved it. And uh, she she had a good time. And speaking of having a good time, just this book here is just, it's just amazing. I was looking at amazon.com where you could buy the book at and you've already gotten like five star reviews. How, how do you feel about the feedback that you've gotten? And a lot of people that, and the acquaintances and friends that you know in the business, have they reached out to you to let you know, Hey, I bought your book, read it and let you, and let you know what they thought about it.
0: Oh yeah, uh, the and for the wrestling fans, which uh, probably the majority of your listeners are uh, most of them. Uh, I also wrote his theme song too. Is the longside burn king himself, honky tonk man. He read it and he he made a comment. You know, he said extremely interesting and and what a great ride. He said nice. And so I really appreciated that. I gave him a copy of it at the heroes and legends show. I mm-hmm. said the honky I here's my new book and you're in it. And there's pictures of he and me and he and me and Jimmy Hart. And, uh, uh, you know, and then I talk about, uh, uh he as well in it. And, uh, so anyway, he really liked it. And uh, honky's type person that he tell, he tells it like it is. If he thinks something's not that good, he'll say, well, it's got spots, but overall I'm wasn't that impressed. You know, he's not trying to impress anybody. He'll tell it like it is or whether it makes him mad or not. And you like my lucky for me, he liked the book and, said so. So, uh, yeah, I've gotten uh, good feedback from that. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just been great. You know, I just told these stories, uh, in a fashion, it's more, not so much about all about big me. It's more about big, everybody, the big icons and the other people mm-hmm. and my, my observation of, of the biggest of all time, you know, and I'm just a regular type guy that Got down in the middle of a lot of these uh, icons and got to work with them and got to create this music for uh, the greatest of all time, wrestlers and so forth. And uh, it's more of a um, observation of how I perceived uh, some of the greatest of all time in all parts of entertainment that right. I worked with.
1: Right. It, it's amazing. It's, it's you've had an amazing journey. You have, and I know when you were you were down here. And you were spending time right here with me, sitting like right next to me here when you were back in January, and we were on YouTube sitting there, you know, looking at looking at the uh, music that you wrote, you and Jimmy Hart put together, and I almost had to pinch myself because I'm sitting here looking up at Shawn Michaels' "Sexy Boy," and the yeah. man who.
0: Most played wrestling theme of all time uh, it's had more airplay at matches and TV than any other theme in history
1: yeah yeah because we, we were just we were talking about that actually because because you mentioned that and I uh, I mentioned I said I said you know how much of the music wrestling theme that you and Jimmy have on YouTube and you, you you weren't really sure so you sat right here next to me and we pulled it up there and I that was the first song that popped up there and I pulled it up and We listened to it, and there was, like, two versions of it. There was one, the first version had Sherry Martell singing it, right? Correct?
0: Right. That's right. Yes, sir. That's correct. Uh Uh-huh. And we pulled that one Uh, up. The second one was uh, Sean actually sang it because Sherry had dropped off, you know, and whatever, and she's having troubles uh, showing up for the events and things. And so they weren't sure how long she was going to last, so uh, they suggested that we put uh, Sean's voice on it.
1: Right, how would how was that right there? Collaborate with him, uh, having that right there, having him sing it.
0: It was uh, was Sean out great. Sean was a, he's a great team player and worker, and uh, he picked right up on it. He he listened. Uh, well, Jimmy actually sang a track on it for a male voice because her voice is higher, you know, a female voice, mm-hmm. and so Jimmy sang it in, in a regular uh, octave for a, a male voice and. And so Sean took that home and listened and sang along with that and worked with it. And, uh, he, I think he did a very respectable job for a person. That's really not a singer at all. Right. And I tell you somebody else that did a good job that, that, that is not a singer, but did, uh, uh, well on what they had was Jerry Lawler. That was the first, uh, wrestling record ever done, uh, by myself and Jimmy was, uh, for Jerry Lawler. And, uh, Jerry sang it, but, uh, Jimmy put a lead vocal track on there and then Jerry listened to that and, and, uh, use that as a guide and whatever. Then we took Jimmy's voice off and left Jerry's on, but, right. uh, Lawler did a good job on that as well. And, uh, these guys are wrestlers. They're not singers, they're wrestlers, and they're not trying to fool anybody into thinking that they're Robert Goulet or some fabulous, uh, world-class singer or something, but yeah. it didn't matter because they were who their their character was. They were who they are, and they weren't trying to fool anybody. They were being theirself, mm-hmm. and that's how I always tried to come up with all the the music uh, parts of the themes and everything is is I wanted it to sound like something that sounded feasible, not something that's so overproduced and over the top that people can't sing along with it or can't play it or whatever. Uh, I'm sure there's millions of home brew garage guitar players that can play Sexy Boy. Right. Right. And, and I wrote it that way. I wrote it, uh, that way to where that it's easily intelligible and understandable. And, uh, I tried to make er- everything that, uh, I did, I tried to make it not sound the same, like the, just the same old guitar heavy riff. That's pretty good, but it's just the same type of sound and thing over and over for uh, different characters. Uh, mm-hmm. I made the music entirely original to each character. And, of course, Jimmy, he uh, he came up with most of the words and whatever the lyrics. He's a great lyrical writer. And then Jimmy, he plays some harmonica and can bang on the piano a little bit, but Jimmy doesn't really play any instruments, per se, you know, uh, professionally. You know, he's never had any training or anything, but he uh, has a fabulous ear. And, you know, he would make great suggestions. Like, McGuire, I think it sounds good, but I think that first part ought to be a, a faster because when they come out of the curtain so-and-so you know, he's almost running to the ring, like the rockers, for instance. Right. You know, if we, if we'd had a ballad behind the rockers, that wouldn't have worked too good. Yeah. So it had to be dynamic and quick. Dun, 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 You know, and I think when I first started playing, I went, here it is, Jimmy. Here's what i come up with. Dun, 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 dun. He said, you know, it needs to be faster because you know how they run to the ring. Okay. So, but see, but that kind of, input and that kind of suggestion can make or break something that's okay to start with, but it can make it great rather than just being okay. Mm -hmm. So that's how our partnership, you know, I pretty much uh, did all the mechanical work and came up with all the musicality that you heard on the themes, but Jimmy was sitting right there with, uh, you know, advice of that kind of nature. That's extremely important to make it all come together like that, but together, Uh, I think we were um, uh, the most formidable uh, music writing team that's ever been in wrestling. Uh, uh, That's what the fans say, and I'm beginning to believe that from comparing it to a lot of the other stuff. Now, some of the other people that contributed music to the wrestling industry have done great work, too. Uh, But Jimmy and I have had more uh, uh, absolute world-class icon music than anybody in the business that's done any of the music Mm -hmm. overall. We have more people that we have done the things for uh, 100 a 113 themes together and, uh, featured music and, uh, a few, uh, bumper tracks, you know, like things that they would play when they're getting ready to go to the commercial and things like that. Right.
1: That's, that, that's amazing. I, I love it, man. I love it. I love everything that you've done for professional wrestling with the themes, collaborating with Jimmy Hart and just bringing everything to life. And, you, you've done an amazing job and having your book out.
0: I appreciate it. And Thank you, Merit, for saying that. I mean, sin- that really sincere. means everything in the world to me, when people say that.
1: Sincere. Sincerely, I, I mean sincere, man. I mean, you, your story's amazing. You've, you've come a long way with everything that you've done, the people you met, and just the music and your contribute to professional wrestling. And you you got you got yourself a legacy right here that people will not forget, and especially more of your legacy and that journey there with your book, My Life in Heaven Town, and you're gonna be doing quite a bit of appearances. Uh, you you have here coming up this weekend. You're gonna be uh, having an appearance. Um, can you tell me more uh, more about that coming up here?
0: Sure. Um, thanks for asking. And thank you again, uh, Everett, for those comments. I mean, I, I always tell people this, and uh, I'll answer your question is that I didn't write all that music for my ego. I wrote all that music for the world's ego, but yes, I'm going to be in, uh, New York this weekend at the big event. And, um, I'm going to be there with uh, a lot of the icons that I wrote the music for as well. Uh, And it's going to be a great thing. And I'm doing a lot of different functions. And when I uh, get there Thursday, um, I'm going to be on the uh, Monty and the Pharaoh show variety show that's uh, on up there and real popular. And uh, they're going to have um, over the course of Thursday night and Friday night, they're going to have animal. They're going to have a hillbilly gym. And, uh, Michael Elgin and, uh, a couple other people, uh, it's going to be great. And, uh, I'm going to actually be, uh, playing a little music with another, a friend of mine up there, a, a guy named Bart, uh, who is, uh, he and I are going to play a few licks of some of the icon themes. Uh, and then Hillbilly Jim is going to sing, don't go messing with the country boy. <laughs> and we're going to back him up on that. So that ought to be, I kind of let a, a cat out of the bag on that, but. Uh, that ought to be really fun. And of course I know all those guys and uh, I didn't write Hillbilly's music. Jimmy and I didn't write his, that was written by Marshall Chapman, who is a world class uh, famous. Uh, it's a, it's a woman actually, uh-huh. but uh, she's a famous uh, country songwriter and uh, uh, really a famous rock songwriter and performer herself. And, uh, but we're going to play uh theme and he's going to sing it. So here we go. And Then I'm going to be appearing at uh, Cardboard Collectibles uh, um, on Friday during the day, doing an autograph signing, and uh, this place is a sports memorabilia uh, shop place. And uh, so I'm going to do that and then um, do a little uh, semi-band gimmick uh, on Thursday and Friday night. And then Saturday at the big event – Uh, I'm going to be interviewed by uh, Monty and the Pharaoh live on the floor of the big event uh, from 5 to 6 p.m. And that ought to be fun, too. So, got quite a few things to do up there. Going to be running and gunning around, and uh, I can't wait. Uh, I love New York City, and we actually go to Huntington, New York. is where the Rockstar Studios are that uh, Monty and the Pharaoh broadcast from. And then uh, it's a podcast show, but it's also visual, and it's on uh, the uh, local cable system up there as well, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I'm going to be one of the first guests that's going to be on the show uh, for people to see on the Comcast cable system and everything up there, whatever. So, but so we're going to be running back and forth from uh, Huntington is like uh, 35 miles from downtown New York City. Right. So we're going to be running running back and forth from uh, there back into New York and back out there and so forth, but. Uh, yeah, I got a power pack weekend planned and, um, uh, looking forward to it and, uh, just, uh, promoting all my old good friends. And, oh yeah, I forgot to say, uh, uh speaking of, uh, great friends, uh, buff, buff Bagwell is going to be on the show one night that I'm there. Yeah. Of course I know, I know buff well and, uh, buff's great. And I've got a screenplay that I've got, uh, written up that I'm interested in, uh, maybe having, uh buff be a big star in it so i'm going to talk to him more about that and then i have a couple of agents uh eric sims is going to be there he's wanting to talk to me about doing some stuff so who knows what the future holds ladies and gentlemen i'm going to the big apple to uh, see what we can stir up
1: nice man nice i love it i definitely love it man you got a lot of big things going on and one thing one thing talking about big i heard is Are you familiar with the American Giant? Oh, yes. I heard something through the grapevine. I wanted to ask you this here. I heard it through the grapevine that you and the American Giant have something big on the horizon. Can you tell me anything about that?
0: Well, that's true. Uh, We can't tell a whole lot about it right now because we're just putting it all together. But... Uh, he and I are going to be doing some uh, appearances together, and then uh, he's going to be making some appearances uh, here in Kentucky also with uh, Kentucky Zone Wrestling that I used to be a part owner of, uh, which I still next year I'll be making uh, some select appearances with them as well. So, but uh, the giant, he's uh, he and I are going to be doing some separate things from that, and then he's going to be doing some stuff with uh, KZW, and then he's got some other stuff cooked up too. So. The American Giant. Uh, the, the the world better be ready because anything that the American Giant and Hurricane JJ does is going to be big. You can count on it.
1: Nice. And speaking speaking the American Giant. I'm going to have to press him on some information because next week, next Tuesday, a week from today, I will yeah. have none other than my guest will be the American Giant. Right here. Oh,
0: he—he's he, awesome, awesome. Yeah, and you're lucky. Uh, uh not to interrupt, but I just uh, so excited. I have to say this: that uh, the American Giant now—he's worked with Hulk Hogan. He's worked programs with Kevin Nash. This guy is no first timer or basement wrestler. You know, he's worked with some of the greatest of all time in WCW and WWF and so on and. But I'll let, let him tell you some of those stories because I'm sure you and the fans will be interested in hearing about a lot of that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely going to be interested because uh, I am going to ask him quite a bit of questions. And I'll press some more and see what he can tell me about you and him collaborating since you're not telling me that much there. Not to put you on the spot, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to see what I can get out of him. I'm gonna see what I get out of him. He, the American Giant, he's gonna be on the, the Everett Lee show next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, which I'll be streaming on um, back over on Twitch.tv/slash The Everett Lee. So, check out next week's episode with the American Giant. If you don't have Twitch app on your phone, download it, create a free username, and you'll be able to comment on the live stream when Everett Lee goes live. And uh, you'll be able to watch it as well. So make sure you download the Twitch app. And, of course, you can follow Everett Lee right there on Facebook, The Everett Lee Show, and on Twitter, at the Everett Lee. But besides Tuesday night, I will have none other than on Wednesday night, I will have on at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on November twentieth, Wednesday night, the original glow wrestler, gorgeous lady of wrestling, Sunny the California girl, Patricia Summerlin, will be on the podcast next Wednesday, and that will be streaming also on Twitch TV slash The Everett Lee, and I will be having her, and of course on Wednesday night, I. Or not Wednesday night, excuse me, Thursday night, you can check out the All Wrestling Program Slammin' Thursday edition of the Everett Lee Show with myself and my co-host, The Chris Rose. This week we'll be talking about Monday Night Raw, the Wednesday Night War with NXT and AEW, and we'll be discussing this past weekend's AEW Pay per view, full gear, and much, much more on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, over on Twitch.tv/slash The Everett Lee, and uh, that's pretty, pretty much it. Um, before we do close, uh, JJ, um, where can people find more of the true master of wrestling ring music, Hurricane JJ McGuire, at on social media?
0: Yeah, you can. Uh, actually, there's there's three sites there with my name on it, uh, but uh, one of them is the most active. One of them uh, I haven't fooled with in a long time, and some guy, smart aleck, said, yeah, you only have nine friends. Well, I had that particular account was hacked and whatever, so I gave up on it, but I have a uh, company here that's designing me a a really great web fan web page and everything. It's really professional and all that. But you can get see uh, about me and general information on the uh, line. Uh, you can uh, pick the, the icon where it shows the picture of me uh, leaning against the um, ring rope rail. And then also the one, uh, uh, there's three of them, but the, that one and then the one uh, where it's got a picture of me in the wrestling boot band. Those two are your best bets and uh, you can see what you can see there. But uh, I'm going to shape that up, and uh, next year I'm going to have a lot better of a uh, social media uh, setup. you got to remember I've only been fiddling with social media for barely uh, two years now. (laughs) So I got late to the game, but at least I'm at the game. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep yeah that is that is at least you're keeping up with the times man and that's great because i think that's one great quality about you is you've kept up with the times you keep up with everything that's going on with current wrestling with music and you just keep up with it so much and uh that's you you have evolved with the times and that is awesome
0: appreciate it yeah i like to try to keep up I and mean, have fun, you know, what's, uh, life is nothing without some fun, so here we are.
1: Exactly, exactly. It, speaking of fun and life and everything, that's pretty much it for this 150th episode. I want to thank, again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the program, I want to thank everyone that has supported Everett Lee in the last few years and all the way ...up to this 150th episode. And I could not have done it... ...without the support from everyone... ...that tunes in... ...each and every week... ...downloads and listens to the content... ...that I put out there... ...for you... ...to listen to. No matter if I'm interviewing... ...a legend as J.J. McGuire. If I'm interviewing a indie filmmaker... ...trying to get that movie out there... ...and needs a little push to get it out there. Even if I'm talking with a hungry indie wrestler that's trying to get his name out there, anything, I'm pretty much have him have him or her or them on this podcast so you can listen to their stories and support and just love everything. I don't know what else to say. I'm kind of lost here with words, but I again, I am so thankful for everyone that has supported me because in the last few years, I just put my blood, sweat, and tears in everything I do. You could say it's a hobby or an addiction or an obsession, but it's what I love doing. It's love what I doing.
0: It's an adventure. That- How about an adventure?
1: That's that hey, I'll go with that, man. I'll definitely go with that. But yeah, it's it's who I am and I just loving each and every one of you for supporting me. And uh, I don't know what else to say, but I will well, I will say this though. You can support more of the Everett Lee Show over on podcastcity.net. Head over there for shows such as The Everett Lee Show, Final Score, Wrestle Popcast, Deathmatch Wrestle Podcast, Mark the Shark MMA Show, Final Score, Chris Carnage Show, and much, much more in the Super Radio Brothers and the Imaginarium with Scott and Todd over on PodcastCity.net. City.net. Follow them on Facebook, Podcast City Network. Give that thumbs up. And on Twitter, send them a tweet over on Podcast City Network at Podcast City Net. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. For the video and audio podcast over on YouTube, Podcast City Network, and follow them on Twitch, Podcast City Network, and more of the Everett Lee Show on Facebook, the Everett Lee Show, Twitter, follow me at the Everett Lower Score Lee, Instagram, Everett Lee Show, and audio portions of this podcast over on YouTube, the Everett Lee Show, and over on EverettLeeShow dot dot iTunes, write a review. Give me a five star on iTunes if you subscribe to iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Same thing. Give me a five star review and uh, let me know what you think of the podcast for audio portions right there of the Everett Lee Show. And that is it. Everett Lee signing off. We'll see you again this Thursday for Slamming Thursday of the Everett Lee Show. Peace.